Happy Holidays, Wanderers! We've got some special bonus content for you today. Some old friends from seasons past have come back to play a game. A game I made. The working title is A Christmas Outside Belonging. It uses the Belonging Outside Belonging system, pioneered by games like Dream Askew and Dream Apart, to tell the kind of schmaltzy, formulaic stories pumped out by Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel every December. You know the ones. Big city folks come into a small town, find love, and learn the real meaning of Christmas. My game tries to add a little diversity in that department, to build a kind of mindless holiday fluff that everyone can enjoy. This week we have character and world creation, and next Friday we'll have the rest of the game. And on Christmas Day, I will hopefully have some version of the game ready to release on dannymakesrpgs.itch.io. But for now, on with the show ho ho! That was dumb. Okay, officially recording now. All right, welcome everyone to the Pod of Wonder Christmas special. Uh, we have a, a reunion of sorts. Uh, we have a couple of guests who have not been on the pod in a while. Uh, I will introduce them in reverse chronological order. Maria, uh, why don't you say hello and tell us who you're going to be playing today? Okay, I'm Maria and I'm playing uh, definitely not Santa. My name is uh, Granny Nickelman. And I am the creepy old lady who lives in the uh, ramshackle house down the block that all the, the little kids are scared of. But the secret is she actually loves little kids. She just does things for them uh, on the side and lets them be afraid uh, of her up front because she thinks it's fun. Couldn't just pick two items. I wanted four of them. Oh. Uh, well, I'll meet you in the middle. You can have three. I can have three. All right. Well, I guess... Then uh, <laughs> uh, a bag full of goodies, an affinity with animals, and a secretive personal life. I'll leave out the judging eyes, I guess. Uh, my advice is the one I never follow is to thine own self be true. Uh, and the one that I'm always giving away is mind your own business. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, why has your faith in humanity been shaken? Because I'm a little bit curious, some of these parents of these kids grew up, or at least their grandparents grew up with me, and their and their parents were around when I was a much younger person, and, and I don't understand why they continue to allow their children to see me this way. I guess it's because it's fun, but it seems like the, that has kind of permeated the way the whole town feels about me, and everyone sort of steers clear. So, I don't know, I'll, I'll play into it, but... It's a little hurtful. So next up, a voice you haven't heard since season four. It's Gina. Hello, hello. Uh, I am playing a reskin of Secret Royalty. I am a foreign exchange student from a uh, Asian country who is on the up and up uh, as far as uh, wealth, GDP, um, and uh, am uh, going to you know American college, a brand name American college that my parents can afford to send me and pay full tuition uh, plus you know uh, whatever bribes needed to get me in. 
Um, I'm noble, not noble, but you know, I'm uh, rich as F, uh, aloof and inept when it comes to the lives of commoners slash uh, Americans. Uh, my name is the old man Lee, but no one can pronounce it. So I go by Peter. Uh, my look is uh, your androgynous K-pop star, uh, along with designer streetwear and that, you know, uh, perfect hair. Uh, pronouns are he, him, but I fuck up everyone else's pronouns. Um because uh, my main language, we don't, you, we don't, our, uh, the, the male and female pronouns are homonyms, so I, I never figured out a way to differentiate them. Um, so I, I get to pick two items. I already mentioned my designer streetwear. I am always uh, wearing like probably a couple thousand dollars worth of uh, name brand items on me. And I have an entitled attitude. Um, uh, one activity that um, the tabloid it's not the tabloids is more like my fellow students you know like I'm in it I'm come from an environment with co- poor college students and then I'm doing something that is not very much a poor college student thing and that is spending absurd amounts of money just dropping a couple G's for stupid things that amuse me um, why am I in this small town instead of my home country? Well, I was on uh, my way back home uh, for winter break, um, but uh, due to a snowstorm and some you know, poor driving, uh, I got waylaid here in this small town, so I'm kind of stuck here. Uh, and I think that is it for my character. Next up, a voice you haven't heard since season two. Uh, You might have heard them in season three, except we lost the episode. It's Libby. Hello. I'm playing uh, June Summers, a small town hottie. Her pronouns are she, her. June is uh, the manager of the itty bitty local credit union. Um, She, I think it's a... either a one woman operation or a skeleton crew. In any case, it's like tiny um, and it's mostly her. She works to um, finance the small businesses in the town. Um, She is beloved by all because she is willing to take a hit to make sure that everybody else is able to keep working and keep living. Um, she uh, wears, I think I would call it like lumberjack office wear, where <laughs> she's like uh, wearing like mom jeans and like a uh, like plaid shirt, but it's tucked in. And she also has like a denim blazer so it's very much just like an extremely rustic person trying to do their best to uh, look like they're also a professional. She has a can-do attitude and an old but reliable truck for her two items. She's working toward helping the town struggling businesses and she is putting off finding true love. I think because there just aren't a lot of um, young people in the town because nobody is really moving there. And also because she's just like, you know, her, her work is her life. Her work is supporting the town's community. Um, And she has a lot of friendships with the people in the town and so on and so forth. Um, And kind of puts her own social life at a deficit for that reason. 
Why did she work so hard to earn the town's goodwill? I think it's just because she really um, believes that the thing that Hokey Omensville offers in terms of what life is like is something that is inherently valuable and worth preserving. Next, uh, going all the way back to season one for the first game we ever played on this podcast, it's Mike. Hey there. So I'm playing the boss, uh, Guy de Laus, who, uh, well, I'm pretty rich and quite confident. And um, my look really is very gaudy, but well-tailored uh, Christmas wear, like the, the very classic but well-cut um, gaudy Christmas uh, sweater with a gaudy sort of Christmas and slightly blinking uh, sport coat over top of that, um, and really, really delightful pants with uh, a little bit of lighting down both sides of them. Um, so this is very, very festive looking, um, but I'm constantly frowning and remarkably hairless. So it's it's festival from the neck down and just growly from the neck up. So uh, I have a helicopter, which is sort of decorated in a similar sort of fashion. It looks a little bit like a historical village shop itself, but with um, you know the helicopter accoutrements on top. And I also have a laptop, which is full of secrets. Um, the main thing that I do here is I come into small towns and rework them as sort of a fake historical Christmas village. Um, and I've done this countless times all over the country, possibly all over the world. So one thing that I'm really known for is one of the very large transactions that I actually accomplished at one point, which is that I bought the words marry and hug um, and own them, the exclusive global rights all over the world to marry and hug. Um, I will license these back to people who are using the words from time to time, um, but everybody was really aware of that. The other thing that people don't really know about me is all of the charitable donations that I make to small towns to sort of prevent them from being taken over by large companies such as my own. Um, but I, I really would like to keep that sort of out of the limelight. Um, so what does this job hold for me? <sighs> you know, every time you do this, it's never quite right. And you always want to have a second shot to get it just perfectly because sort of the historical reenactment isn't always going to be spot on in just quite the way that you want. And lastly, me. I'm on every episode. Whatever. Uh, I'm Danny. I'm going to be playing the child. You're precocious, observant, and lacking in adult oversight. My character's name is Max, pronoun she, her. Uh, and her look I'm describing as low-key bardcore. And, and I, I'm going to jump ahead a question to explain that. Um, so choose one activity all the kids think is cool and one that is uncool that you secretly enjoy. Uh, the thing that Max secretly enjoys is the complete works of William Shakespeare. So she dresses in a lot of like tights and like loose fitting shorts. Uh, her tops have, have a lot of ruffles on like the sleeves and the chest. 
And, you know, it, it looks kind of like kind of nice and like maybe a little like fancy for the small town. But really, she's just doing that because she likes to feel like a Shakespearean actor. Uh, the, the cool kid, the cool thing that all the kids uh, enjoy is hanging out at Chunky's. Uh, Chunky's, I think, is like the local uh, kind of like a local version of Chuck E. Cheese. There's like a a raccoon mascot and you like you can go in and buy tokens and like play video games and like get some kind of crappy pizza. Like all all the kids like to spend all their their free time at Chunkies, have like have their birthday parties at Chunkies. I'm not really about that scene. I'm about the bard. Uh the two items I have is a set of walkie-talkies. Maybe I'll I'll give the the other one to a friend someday or Maybe one of our, our protagonists. Um, and the other item I have is special medicine. For what? Who knows? There may be a, a slight aspect of tragedy to this character. I haven't, I haven't worked that out yet. But there's always like a, a sad, sick child in Christmas movies. So I wanted to, to bring that aspect in. And uh, my question is, why? And my answer to that is, I don't know. <laughs> Like why anything? Like I'm I'm growing up in this small town. Like I can I can see the the life and the industries dying all around me. Uh, like all these fancy rich people are coming in, and they've got such hunger in their eyes that why anything? So yeah, uh, that's Max. Um, so each of us has uh, two questions to to ask to other players. Uh, since I'm currently talking, I will ask my first question. Um, so I'm going to ask uh, my first question to uh, the boss, Mr. D. Louse. What are you doing in town? What am I doing in town? Uh, I'm here to sort of clean up the local flavor. Why? You know how a good pizza can be made better if you put another pizza on top. Why? Well, imagine a pizza, and then imagine a second pizza, and then imagine a third one. <laughs> That's better than just two pizzas, isn't it? Why? What's your favorite number? <laughs> Why? It's an integer. <sighs> because pizzas are round, and you can go around town, can't you? Just imagine more of that. That's what I'm bringing to you. Toss all your hair. Toss all your hair. Oh, Mike, you can ask your first question to somebody. What deal could we make together? And actually, I was thinking that I wanted to ask that uh, of Max. Oh, um, okay. Well, I mean, I, I guess I kind of like know all like some of the, the the cool stuff in town, like what all the the kids like doing. Um. I, I I kind of have a way of like, like just kind of showing up in places and nobody really sees me there. So, I mean, maybe you could, like, I could give you some information. Um, if only, only if you promise to like help me, uh, visit a mm -hmm. doctor in the big, no, that's too sad. Um, <laughs> um, oh, I love it though. Um, on, only if you promise to help the town. Okay. Still trying to find my kid voice. Mm. Only if you promise to help the town, okay? That sounds like a good deal. Tossle hair, tossle hair. Mm. 
climb up the ladder. Uh, Libby, why don't you ask your first question? What misunderstanding did we have when we first met? And I am asking that to Granny Nickelman. I thought when I came into your office to talk about refinancing my home, I felt like you were trying to cheat me to take it from me. But probably weren't. You were probably just trying to to give me a, a, a better deal because I did there were some fixes I needed to make around it. Like the plumbing wasn't really working and there were birds nesting in the chimney. Yeah, I, I mean sometimes a variable rate a variable rate loan is is really just actually the way to go. What what are you what are you even talking about? I I just wanna get the birds out of my chimney. I mean, but I don't want to hurt them. I just want to, you know, I'd I did what a variable rate. That sounds like some sort of charlatan shit. I mean, so, excuse me, Grant, Granny Nicholas, would, would she swear? I don't know. I guess she does. Not around children. Uh, charlatan malarkey. What are you trying to do? Take my house? I've lived there for years. My parents lived there. My grandparents lived there. Uh, Granny, I, I'm closing up in just a couple of minutes, but here, take just, I have these brochures here, like take a large print one. They should outline everything about whatever loan you might need to be able to make the repairs on your house. With the money from the loan, you'd be able to pay, a, you know, Ted, the local exterminator, to be able to get the birds out of your house. Like, I said I didn't want those birds hurt! Ted is, Ted wouldn't hurt a fly. Just, just take them home, read them over, and come back to me if you have any questions, okay? Oh, just... Young people these days are the jargon. They're just all talking. Merry Christmas. I think that's a new local (laughs) business. Is Ted the holistic exterminator? (laughs) Ted the holistic exterminator slash slash wildlife rehabilitation center. (laughs) I like Ted. (laughs) Gina, you can ask the next question. Uh, okay. Um, I think we established this off mic, uh, that I am living at Max's, uh, Max's family is my host family. Um, so I'm going to ask you, what were you promised in exchange for preventing me from reaching home? All right. So, um, I was kind of trying to toy with the idea of like what business my family's associated with. I think my dad is Rudy of Rudy's Diner and my mom works uh, for the the artisanal ornament hook uh, factory. And I think like they were kind of the ones who made the promise to me. So like it, it's very much like what powers a parent has to offer. So they offered me like an increase in my allowance and like I can stay up uh, past 11 for like as long as you're in town like i get those benefits so i i have to keep thinking of ways to to keep you around or prevent you from leaving i just lost my flight tickets and it took two hours to go and find it and by then ah oh, it's too late <laughs> i wonder what happened to those tickets oh hey peter i found your tickets right here i hope it's not too late it is a little, but thank you, Max. That's very observant of you, and I'm glad that you tried to help out with me leaving by finding the tickets. Parting is such sweet sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, I'm just like going up the the order that you're on in the voice chats. Uh, Maria, you can ask your first question. Okay, um, I'm gonna ask you, Max. See what 
tells you that Santa is real. Well, I mean, it's kind of all around town, isn't it? Like all these, all this, this big celebrations and stuff. Like that's got to be celebrating Santa, right? And they wouldn't put all this effort into something that isn't real. I mean, I, I know things are kind of bad right now, but maybe, maybe Santa's just kind of helping like save up for a really big gift for the town and, you know, give it to us all at once. Just means we have to skip a few years, that's all. Well, it's a very optimistic view you have, young one. Have a candy. Yeah, roll well, on your table. Which candy is it? You won a piece of licorice. Oh, sweets to the sweet. Um, 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 um. That's my favorite. I've pulled up a link of 783 Shakespeare quotes. (laughs) (laughs) So get ready, bard fans. (laughs) I'll ask my next question. Um, I'm going to ask this question to, to June. What truth do you think I cannot handle? I guess I, I probably shouldn't tell you. Hmm. If I don't think you can handle it. This might be out of character. What might be out of character? Oh, the, this this question I'm asking and the answer you're giving. Okay. Um, I think that June June has a faith in goodness that is not based in reason. Um, and like from what I've gleaned about Max's character which I think is very developmentally appropriate, Max is having a lot of doubts about the sort of, like, having been raised in this kind of place and having, like, growing up and and having these kind of, like, out-of-town agents come in and seeing things change and kind of having an awareness of those experiences for the first time in her life. I think that there's a kind of... um like doubt and questioning that goes along with that, that leads to a kind of like moral relativism of being like, I don't know what's actually Mm -hmm. good. And what if the things that I was taught were good for my whole life are actually, you know, just sort of provincial malarkey. Um, And I think that June probably had a phase in her young adulthood or in her teen years where she felt that same kind of doubt. Um, because I don't think June is really like, even as a person in her early thirties, that much older than Max, you know, it's a kind of situation where it's like, they Mm. could just be at opposite ends of the same generation. Yeah. And I think that the thing that Max couldn't really handle would be, you know, just this revelation of like, no, this is good. Like this is fundamentally and essentially good. And um, I think that that's, that's really it, that she doesn't, it's not so much that Max couldn't handle it, but rather that it's not necessarily something that she would be receptive to at this moment in her life. Uh, Mike, your second question. Uh, what do you see in me that no one else does? I think I want to ask uh, Granny this. I think what I see in you is also a misunderstood uh, kind soul. Are, are you, uh, maybe I miss a hold, are you? Yeah, I'm not really sure about that. I had, hadn't really like marked birthdays in a long time. 
Um, I think I'm probably 50 plus years old. So you're heading towards my territory. You're you're no youngin'. Somebody who's maybe, you know, gone along in the world, got set in their ways, is a little bit misunderstood, but I think that I see the 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 charity work that you do, or at least maybe if it's a, totally a secret, I see the potential for it in you. And uh, maybe we don't talk, but I do respect sort of a kindred spirit, what I see in you. I feel seen. Uh, Libby, your second question. I want to ask Gee, what's impressive about watching me work? What's impressive about watching you work is your facility with the paperwork aspect of this. It's just, it's beautific to watch the way in which you can file things and retrieve things from files and the way in which you can staple things. I've really, really enjoyed in the past seeing someone with virtuosic stapling skills. And I see that in you and I feel like you're here in this small town, but you're destined for greatness because filing is such a fine thing. And you're a true artist in your work. And there are a few things that really give me joy anymore. And there's something joyful there. Uh, Gina, your next question. Okay. Uh, I will ask Summer this. Uh, what rumor have you heard about my coming to town? I heard that you were scouting this as a location for the Winter Olympics. <laughs> I love that. Ooh. Oh, that's good. Um, which I think is just like, I think June has seen you once and was just like in Rudy's diner having a short stack and a cup of coffee and like, overheard like maybe may even have misheard what someone else was saying um and it was just like oh yeah okay (laughs) uh okay that would i mean that'd be great for town revenue i'll be hospitable to this young gentleman i guess and maria your second question i feel like gina hasn't answered as many questions that and this could be interesting. So I think I'm going to go with uh, Peter. What secret of yours do I know about? I am completely inept at basic household things like laundry. Have no idea how it works. Uh, I think you saw me try some very basic thing like winding up a hose or something like, you know, chores around the house. And I was just like, completely completely inept at it. Uh, so I guess my secret is is just that general ineptness. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was trying to make my own food, um, I was very confused as to where things are kept and how to make that bread that is, you know, um, a, a, a toasted. What do you use for that? The stove top? Would you put it over the fire? Well, there, there are many different ways you can do it. You can toast it on the stovetop you could use mayonnaise or butter there's big contention about that and you yeah you could put it over a fire though that tends to scorch why why don't you just do it for me yeah just go ahead just do it for me i just i do i want to watch you do it so i i can see it and go ahead yeah you know this is really nice uh 
Usually the young people, they run away from me, so... Uh, well, I always respect my elders. As it should be. Yes, now make me with food. <laughs> 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 Have a candy while you wait. Ah, uh, thank you. And Peter hesitantly takes whatever candy you are offering and does not eat it, but takes it. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Uh, that's everybody's two questions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do our uh, town creation then. Uh, in, in the future, this might be like a, a list you pick from, but I keep it fill in the blank for now. Um, what What is the name of this town? Hokiomansville. Hokiomansville? Hokiomansville. Uh, well, I'll let you type that out. No, I'm not spelling that. Mm-hmm. Hopi Omensville. Hopi? Hokey? Hokey or Hopi? I don't know. <laughs> type type uh, it. Uh, it. Sounds sounds good. But it's spelled like, you know, um with consonants that shouldn't be pronounced together. I don't know how else to describe it. Translate over the audio, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't we don't need to know the spelling of yeah, it. Yeah, just, yeah. The, just to make sure we're all saying okay, the same yeah. word. But I, I like it better when we're not. We're <laughs> 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 saying an approximation of the same mm. word, and we all know what we're referring to. <laughs> but it sounds different every time we say it. Uh what is the struggling industry of Ho- Hokey Omensville? They make Brass tacks for old timey shoes that are made. Never. Well, <laughs> no, I love that because that's really mm-hmm. very much about getting mm-hmm. down to brass tacks. Yeah, all the other industries are closed. We're down to brass tacks. <laughs> Ooh, what if they make like the little metal metal hangers you use to hang Christmas ornaments? Boom. Oh yeah, it's they're built on a dump, and they go mining into the uh, into the. Uh, the former piles of refuse mm-hmm. for old Christmas trees that still have the ornaments attached, and they take the ornaments off and harvest the hangers from them, repackage and sell them. Yeah, it's like a like a green initiative. They're like salvaging metals. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, all the ho- all the little hangers are hand bent too. Oh, hand bent oh, yeah. hangers. So the entire town is built on a dump. Oh, I don't know if we really want to use that. I was just being- or a um or like a recycling plant that's actually like dealing with the recycling of the metals and like yeah, I like a recycling plant. Hanger harvesting slash recycling plant. I'm not sure the recycling plant is necessarily a part of the industry, just because that would mm. inevitably be either privately owned or like a government contracting thing. Yeah, yeah, that that can be the the source for their metal is. Like they they can buy it from the recycling plant. I don't know how things how how know how people acquire metal. Uh, what is an upcoming celebration for the town? Like a like a pageant or a parade? Just a big party. I like parade Christmas parade. Um, what if just for flavor? It was a parade that had those like really big. Like paper mache human puppets, Gina, like the like the bread and puppet yep. bread and puppet people have. 
Yeah. Ooh, like yeah. a, a yeah. puppet show parade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like just some some shit that really looks like it's out of an arcade fire music video. Like the, <laughs> like the end of the, yeah, the last yeah, yeah. episode of um, Russian Doll, uh, mm. where they just have that random parade through the Central Park. Like maybe they've got monor, well not monorail, but like trolley cables. Oh, like yes. trolley cables that they mm. that they that they run the puppets from. Oh yeah, like as a central like support thing, so they can do more like cool stuff with them. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's like that is that's such a good visual. A small town would probably only have one trolley running down the length of it, right? Uh huh. Down Main Street, yeah. And it's the sort of thing where the, the trolley only goes, like, the three or four blocks that are that's the entirety of the town. So it's actually slightly faster to walk <laughs> than to take the trolley. I wonder if it, like, I wonder if it would have gone further, like, into the, like, the mountains at a point when the industry in this town was more robust and wasn't struggling as much, like... I'm wondering if there's like just trolley tracks at other parts of the town. Yeah. I kind of have an idea um, that the town is kind of on an incline. Yeah. Uh, So that's why there's like a trolley as it goes uphill and it was like probably repurposed. What is that thing? Gondola. Yeah, gondola. Yeah. Yeah, this is, we're copying some steez from Adventure Zone Amnesty right now then. Uh huh. Well, then we have to call it a funicular. Funicular, yeah. That. Answers the next question, which is what is the the terrain like? So it's like a on a hill. Yeah. Are we thinking like kind of grass? Is it in a forest? Is it by a beach? Maybe on a mountainside. I wonder if it's like on a mountainside near, like on one side of a river valley. Maybe. I like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe kind of like nestled between like taller mountains and a river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It should be a place that probably like 1800s Manifest Destiny would describe as rich in natural resources, but like, but by today, Mm -hmm. any sort of industry that was built up around those things is no longer functioning. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, what sort of a river is this? Is it sort of like the incline of the town, like, dumps directly into the river and if you're not careful or if you misplace a bowling ball or something like that it's just going to roll right down the hill and splash into the water like is this a raging river or is this sort of like a a languid you can have your gondola on the river wait so it's two kinds of gondolas all gondolas all the time (laughs) maria oh my god that's brilliant it's like, oh, hold on, hold on. Do you, do you mean the water gondola or the land gondola? <laughs> yeah, people in town just call it the gondola, and you got to use context clues to know which gondola they're referring to. Like, you said meet me at the gondolas at eight. I'm here. What's yeah. up? And the, me- the metal that comes down the, uh, the recycling plant can come down on gondolas down the river and then get taken up to the town mm. on the other gondolas. A whole gondola chain. Beautiful. So, what is the town's mascot? Or it could be a gondolier, gondola. because gondoliers are awesome! Wait, so do you mean the land gondolier or the water <laughs> gondolier? I mean the... The It's both of them. So, like, there's a water gondolier with, like, the striped shirt and the pole and just, like, a big head with a big hat on it. 
And then like the land gondolier is Polly, like dressed like a train conductor with a big head. So is this actually one character which has the the one um, costume on one side and the other costume on the other side and sort of like a face on both sides? I think it's two people and their like brothers yeah. Yeah. Or, or siblings. We can have a one of them be like not male. I remember there was like a, I think, Radiolab story about like the first woman gondolier. Oh, I remember that. That was a good one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that the, was a good the, one. the gondolier mascot is a woman. Um, well, that ties into famous historical figure. Yeah, the, the first American gondolier. Uh, mm. like, like went to Italy to train in, in gondolier school and then came back. Did they get um, a terminal degree in gondoliership? I mean, is it like a PhD kind of gondolier? I forget what the certification process was, but I know it's like pretty intense. Is it for real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think maybe it's the equivalent of, like, you can only call yourself a gondolier if you trained in Venice. Otherwise, you're a sparkling boat pusher. <laughs> <laughs> sparkling boatman. We really yeah. need to play this game. Let's just make this work. <laughs> so what is the thing the town has a lot of? In addition to the ornament hooks? Yeah. We have uh, a certain pest infestation. <laughs> um, either raccoons or squirrels or possums or something a little more stranger. Um, I like something like kind of like normally like kind of mm-hmm. cute and innocuous, but like in large numbers are just yeah excessive. Yeah, it's like an invasive species, but the townsfolk is just like, yeah, we deal with it. But to outsiders, it's quite horrifying. What if they were raccoons and they and the raccoons had been trained to bend the hooks? But yeah. there are so many of them that you actually have to sort of watch where you <gasps> place your feet as you're walking down Main Street, kind of thing. Or I don't know. Hmm. What if they formed a union? Unionized raccoons. That's what. That's yeah. why we can't <laughs> yeah. get rid of them. They have a contract. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It's like, look, they're down at the recycling plant. Somebody taught them to sort. We we need the raccoons, but. God, they're just everywhere, aren't they? Oh, I know, I know. There's a reindeer mm. migration. Oh my gosh, um, perfect. And they're, it just goes through the town. And this is around the time of year that uh, the reindeers, you know, are going to migrate and uh, the town is through their route. I'm imagining them just like during the daytime, just being everywhere and like walking mm. down the main street and just like not even yeah. paying attention to anybody. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's like you know, it it ha- it, it happens uh, for just a few days uh, out of the winter. Um, but when it does happen, there's so many freaking reindeer everywhere. <gasps> uh, what's something the town desperately lacks? New people. Seems like there aren't a lot of new people would settle there. It might be one of those like dying villages in Italy. Now that I think about it, where mm-hmm. just like people emigrated away things moved on you know it's hard to get to nobody's there and like anymore and it just keeps dwindling in size so is this the sort of thing where we're very welcoming of outsiders or the dwindling population makes the people who live here even a little bit more suspicious of outsiders or i think it would be nice more jolly if wanted imports yeah, like this is a very like Christmas spirity kind of town if they have this like big parade in the reindeer. So maybe they're like they're trying to like draw in people. They have one dude who sits in like the uh 
in like the the town uh, office or whatever and sends out uh, really badly constructed newsletters on our way too old computer uh, mm-hmm. about how how this is this is the new Christmas town everybody should join. Like there's the like the one person tourism yeah. bureau. Yeah, <laughs> there's some like paid uh, some uh, public access. It's this one dude who does some public access television that only like mm. that only like. <laughs> there's like a a small like market overlap between this place and the big city. So like if you're just on the outskirts of it, you can pick it up on like the local channels. Yeah. And they're they're really pushing hard to get that like that one percent of people to like see the the place and come by. Right, and maybe if some teenagers upload it to YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. cool. So that is uh, all the official town cre- creation stuff. Anything anybody wants to add? Can we add a few local uh, shops and yeah. businesses? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so like what's the local grocery store called, a hardware store, the, you know, and diner. Like yeah, that. maybe each of us creates a business or like other local establishment. Mm-hmm. I, I would emphasize that it's something that you would find in a small local town that is mm-hmm. essential for its function, like yeah. a grocery store or, you know. Like the one restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I propose uh, St. Niklaus presbyterian church yeah i really really like the idea of the town being built on like a super steep slope Mm -hmm. and like i kind of had this idea that the the church is built into the slope in such a way that like there's like the lower part of the church where everybody sits but then there's like a loft that isn't like a second story built into the church. It's like a split level because part of it is literally just higher up in the on the hill yeah. than the rest of the church. Okay, so to name, we got a grocery store, a restaurant, hardware store, and a consignment shop. My place could be the consignment shop. Candelorium consignment shop. Yeah. Mostly specializing, as I wrote there, in chandeliers, light bulbs, candles, and boots. And boots? And boots. It's good to cast a wide net. Well, we typically don't have that many wide nets in, but there is a small section of small <gasps> nets in the back. Uh, yeah, Maria, what's the... Did you say you wanted the restaurant? What's the restaurant called? Oh, it's just, uh, it would be something simple, right? Like uh, Sal's or something. But um, something Christmas here. Um, Rudolph's? Is that stupid? <laughs> Probably not that fancy. I'm gonna say it's gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna roll it back and say Rudy's place, just so it's not so obvious. Mm. Does that sound better? Like, yeah, Rudy sounds more like more dinery. Uh, I can take the hardware store. It probably has an official name, but everybody just kind of knows it as Tina's, and like much in the way that the the hook industry kind of takes in some of the metals from the recycling center like the things they can't use Tina picks up and kind of forges mm. all the tools herself i'm thinking just like mm. uh, if you've ever seen like lesbian blacksmiths on on twitter and such what just like a like a real buff lady with like a a blacksmithing apron and yeah, wait, what? Uh, send, send, send a link, a compilation, or I, I'll, I'll make a Twitter profile. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. 
Holy shit, lesbian blacksmith TikTok. Yep. <laughs> I know. I know. Wow. Uh, grocery store. Uh, something like Piggly Wigglies, but I think that's an actual uh grocery. Oh no, I'm trying to think of some rhymy animal. Uh, Lucky Duck. Lucky Duck Grocery. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Um, and the Candelorium is actually based on a real place in a very small town that I grew up in, which really was Boots and Chandeliers. That's insane. <laughs> I don't know how they stayed in business. In my hometown, there was a like a combination video store and fireplace shop. Oh, just two very specific and I'm assuming unrelated industries that I'm not sure how it came to be, much less how it continued to exist for as long as it did. Yeah. Um, I was just walking around uh, University City and there's this place called NJ's Pizza at Smokey Joe's. And I had the distinct memory of NJ's Pizza and Smokey Joe's being two different establishments on the street. And I was like, huh, wonder if they kind of just knocked the wall down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all fell down until they just figured they would roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. report it to insurance. Fix it yourself. And uh, Yeah. And I feel like that is very much the vibe of a video store slash fireplace mm. store. I'm at the NJ's. I'm at the Smoky Joe's. I'm at the combination NJ's and Smoky mm. Joe's. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. This has been Pod of Wonder. You can find us on Twitter at Pod of Wonder. And you can email us at potofwonder at gmail.com. I'm Danny. I'm pretty sure I'm the only person on these episodes that has any social media. So you can follow just me on Twitter at DannyPlaysRPGs. Our special holiday opening theme is Christmas Card by Junior85. And our special holiday closing theme is Pleasant Anticipation by D. Yon Key.